Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fresh Slate Podcast. I'm Meg. And I'm Tyrese. And you're listening to the September Memory Series. Where we ask people to look back on some of their most memorable moments. In this week's episode, we asked our guests to tell us about a time that they experienced a victory, either big or small, that meant a lot to them and their growth. Enjoy the podcast! All right, everyone, welcome to our first installment of September Mems. Yes. Our first guest, <laughs> our first guest here today is our friend Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you guys? Oh, living the dream, living the dream here, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lot of caffeine and Meg took a nap before this, so we're on two different ends of oh, the spectrum. Oh, hey. We are, we are. <laughs> well, why don't we get started? So just go for it. Um, about three years ago, my dad died and I, um, started counseling that fall and that whole year was just a mess. It was super dark, super heavy. Um, it was my first year teaching middle school choir. So like that added. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, so many things on top of, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and I started counseling in the fall, um, with a pastor at my church named George, and I would show up very often just like, hey George, I don't really wanna be here, don't really wanna talk, I have plenty of other things that I should be doing or could be doing, and I don't really wanna think about my feelings because I cry too much already. Or he'd be like, okay Sarah, I need you to read this chapter of this book or whatever, um, and then next week we'll talk about it, and I'd show up after reading the book and be like, hey George, I think that chapter is bullshit and I hate this book. I don't agree with any of it. And every time he was like, okay, okay. And so for that year, um, we were just talking and it was just kind of a a mess of a year. And I never really, I mean, I'd leave counseling feeling maybe better or something, but it never felt like I was really making any kind of progress. And George had talked about grief as the things that are left unsaid. So um, like whether that's positive or negative, that's so true. Um, it's all the things that are left unsaid. I've never heard it put that way. That's really interesting. Yeah. And so, um, the goal was at the end of this kind of counseling, like unit, I guess, or whatever time with him was that I was to write a letter to my dad and read it out loud. And I was like, okay, that's easy. That's fine. Well, then I did it. That's crazy. <laughs> no, that's hard. That's crazy. That's like asking for tears. Yeah. Straight up. So Yeah. Can you just bother? <laughs> yeah, really though. I um so I wrote this letter to my dad and I like wrote it, didn't read it again for a couple weeks. I show up to counseling and George is like, "Hey, so did you write that letter?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wrote it. It's it's done." He's like, "Okay. Um I really think you're ready to read it." And my whole body like seized up and like heart beating so so fast and just like immediate crying like my body didn't want to do it it was like no no we're not doing this you wrote things that you've never said to another human being and um he said no i want i think that you're ready to read this out loud and i want you to if you're crying just cry through it don't try to self-edit don't try to hold back tears don't try to do any of that just say it all get it all out And so I read this letter in front of George, to George, basically, Um, but it was to my dad. And uh, at the end, and I'm like crying, just like ugly, ugly crying, the kind that you like can't breathe. Oh my gosh. And at the end, George just looks at me and he's crying. 
and he just gives me this big long hug and he was like I am so proud of you and I am so sorry and I left that session physically feeling lighter and feeling like oh this healing that George has been talking about was actually attainable and so now as um as time has progressed I don't feel like I'm bound to those emotions anymore or bound to that darkness or bound to that heaviness Mm -hmm. and even like other things that happen in life that are heavy or dark I know that I can have victory over those things if I just put in the work you know if you if you yes absolutely yeah if you face your your emotions and give them room to be heard and spoken um then you can actually reach a place of healing instead of just keeping all of them locked away in some cell in your heart um and I think that whole process has been really huge for me like as a human like being more empathetic to other people and knowing how to manage my Mm -hmm. own emotions and and just like hope wise you know like going through that led me to believe like there is always another side there is always a way to get lighter to to get through it all um which I didn't think was necessarily possible before that's so funny that you say that because um that's something that we talk about on the podcast a lot um this concept of like feel so you can Mm -hmm. heal if you just repress things and leave them there they're just gonna fester and and until you pop you know and then that it's you can't take those things back once things happen with those unresolved emotions but really working through them that's amazing that's a wow that's a really great first story (laughs) wow that's really amazing thanks especially i've never done that no me either yeah no but that's i i can relate a lot to um the beginning of the story because i i had a therapist like when i was younger and i would go and i'm like this Mm -hmm. is dumb this is stupid like all of this stuff, none of this applies to me. I don't want this. But sometimes you just, like, there's one thing that hits you and that is what gets you yeah. through, you know? And okay. I think I think it's the same with being a teacher. You have to try a lot of different things in order to see what reaches your students, you know? And I think yeah. that it's really great that you understand mm-hmm. that and now, like, you can apply that to your career, which is Totally, wonderful. totally. And I couldn't have done that, like, activity at the end of writing that letter without all those little baby steps like if the first session he had been like okay right. next like week you you're writing a letter i've been like no <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> and now we have our beautiful friend elizabeth we love her Hi everyone, should I just like start? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so this I had to think about for a little while, but like once I thought about it, I was like, oh, I'm totally gonna talk about this one. So basically it's about my fitness journey. Um, So over the summer, I like had a revelation. Um, I was like looking in the mirror. I was just wearing like a bra and shorts. And I was like, whenever I look in the mirror, I literally always feel the need to like flex like my stomach or like suck my stomach in and I was like why do I do that like I literally don't remember last time I like looked in the mirror and was like I don't need to like just like I can just like look at myself and be fine with it you know and so Mm -hmm. over the summer like probably in like June I would say it was like halfway through like the whole quarantine period 
I just decided to like not suck my stomach in and I looked in the mirror and I was like I still look great I feel so good like I love my body like this is so like good for like my body image and self-love and like all that stuff because Mm -hmm. I really didn't realize like wow it is so ingrained in me that like your skinniest self is your best self that kind of thing like you know society has really just put that into our brains which I am so not a fan of because now I'm like I I just I'm not a fan of that like I think that like right now I want to be like my strongest self like I don't care about like being super thin like what society wants you know and so just like that day when I was able to like look in the mirror relaxed and just be like I love my body I love all that it does for me like I still look amazing it was like a turning point because then I was like I am just so much more confident like I don't care what people think of me like you know I felt so good after that like it was amazing Wow. That's crazy. That's amazing. I know. And I know I'm giving not the best impression because we already talked about this beforehand, but I still just like, I think it's like so amazing. It is because that is not an easy thing like, to do. Like that is a big I thing. I like quarantine brought you like the time and the means to be able to change in that way, like mentally. Yeah. Like, I I was talking to you about this last night when we were camping, but, like, I'm grateful for COVID in so many ways because, like, it, it, like, led me to love my body the way that I do now, and I don't think it, I don't know if it would have happened as quickly or as smoothly if it weren't for, like, this whole quarantine period where I had to, like, really focus on myself, you know, because, like, there was nothing else to do besides, like, like, focus on you, you know, so I'm really grateful that I could, like, that I could go through that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that's, yeah, it's it's like not easy at all. So many people um, are like struggle with that daily, you know, just because like there isn't the time and they don't have the, the motivation to push themselves through. And I think it's like really awe-inspiring that you were able to do that all on your own, like just being in the house by yourself, that you're able to push yourself to, to become your best self. Yeah, it's really... Thank you. Yeah, I think it's something I'm pretty proud of, like, you know, kind of getting over this hump. It's like, it's like a small thing. Mm -hmm. I I mean, in terms of like the big scheme of things, it's just like a really small victory. But But I feel like it just made everything so much better, like, like, you know? It's like a keystone. For me, like, the journey to loving my body has changed my relationship with so many other things in life, which is crazy because I didn't really realize the correlation beforehand right you know what i mean i completely like i didn't too. recognize how it was affecting my relationship with money my relationship with food my relationship with my it family. really it, it like, kind of puts it's, it's like a full 180 on your life you know and like i wasn't i didn't like it like opens the possibility yeah it does and i didn't like hate my body before but like i wasn't always so accepting you know, I was like, oh, I hate it. Like, I hate yeah. if I, I don't want to, like, feel bloated. I can't look in the mirror because I feel like I right. don't look like the... It's just, like, little yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm just... It's like the need to edit, like, to suck in your stomach. when mm-hmm. you look. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do like, that. Like, I just want to look at myself and be like, you're amazing. Like, look at you go. Yeah. Like, your body can do so much for you. That's the other thing. It's like, yeah. I just feel like we need to, like, praise our bodies for being so good to us. It's like... We beat ourselves up so much because, like, we don't look good enough. It's like, oh, we eat bad for a day. Like, you know, now I need to go, like, run five miles. It's like, no, our bodies are always working so hard to, like, 
you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm just, I've, I'm really, like, figured out, like, in quarantine, like, I need to seriously, like, appreciate my body and, like, be so grateful for it because, like, we can be mean to our bodies right. sometimes, and I don't think we should do that. Right. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. I think, like, everyone's, exactly. we've, we've talked about this before, before but everyone's, like, body journey is different, you know, so some yeah. people just need to hear, like, you need to, like, be grateful for your body and loving right. your body, ra- ra- like, and they might not need to work out, like, that's not, may not be how they love their body, but, you know, right. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very yeah. personal journey, exactly. and it's amazing that, once again, I'm just so, I'm just so, like, inspired that you were able to, like, do that all on your own, it's amazing. Oh, I'm so glad I could be here, thank you guys for having me. <laughs> We just sang the choral version of WAP, so we're pretty hyped right yeah, now. Yeah, that kind of um, set me. Yeah, me too. Somewhere. We're That's yeah, so we're going crazy. Um, anyways, so our next guest on September Mems is going to be Herman. Herman runs his own podcast. So before we get mm-hmm. too deep, um, check it out. It's called Ask, Ask Your, Your Dad. Dad. If you have anything you need advice on, anything, you can email him at Ask Your Dad. At gmail.com. It's just ask your dad at gmail.com. And you know, we give advice, but you could always ask us too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, all right, well, let's but get go started. There. So, the prompt, <laughs> the prompt Tell for. Tell him you said you. Tell him we sent you. No, no, no. I'm okay. All right. So, I was thinking about this recently, and I think the first thing that comes to mind is when I was in, like, fifth grade. And there's a little backstory to the story, so I'm going to give just a little, little sprinkle Perfect. of backstory. Mm-hmm. I mean... Um, I was best friends with this kid named Gary. We were so close, and we would hang out at each other's houses all the time. And um, it was the Nintendo DS days. So most of the times when we were, like, playing and hanging out, we'd be playing our mm-hmm. DSs and be playing Pokemon. But he had, like, Wonderful. the original, yes. like, yes. OG Nintendo DS, the, like, big gray bulky gross one and it was on its like last leg i have that in my room right now yes it was on its like last leg like it was ready it was ready to go kaputs basically and so he was super nice because i had just gotten a dsi and so he was super nice and he gave me one of his pokemon games because i never played a pokemon game before like i was a big pokemon fan but i never had my own pokemon game so he had he just got platinum and then he gave me pokemon pearl And I was like, oh my gosh, wow, what a great friend. So meaningful. So anyway, fast forward a couple of weeks. His Nintendo DS is about to like, you know, really, really hit the fan. So um, at this youth um, daycare. Yeah, it's like this daycare that we would go to on base because we were military kids. We were both Marines. They had this art competition. Every year they would do this art competition where... Um, the kids are supposed to draw something, like draw an idea or draw something that represents like how we can take care of our planet better. It was like every Earth Day, every year we would do that art competition. And they announced the prize and they said the prize was going to be a DS Lite. So I was like, wow. okay, Ooh. we're both going to, because we both drew. So we were like, okay, we're both going to work really hard and do this 
And then, like, whoever wins will just give the DS Lite to my friend, Gary. Like, all my friends, we kind of, like, banded together. And I was... Wow. Yeah. Wow, and, like, elementary school, I was in a very weird place with my art because when I was younger, I was, like, the only kid in my classes that drew. And so it was, like, a big deal. And then as I, like, transitioned through the grades, more people, kids drew. And some of them were really better than me. And it made me feel bad. So I was like, I don't like my art. I was in kind of that phase of life. But I was like, I don't care if I don't like my mm. art. I got to do what I got to yeah. do now so my friend can win his yes. And I won. For Gary. Yeah, for Gary. Yeah. And I won. And I <gasps> don't remember what yeah. I drew. I think it was I think it was about recycling. That's what I remember. It was about recycling. And it was probably some like anime-esque boy with green hair. And he was like holding like a recycling bin or something something like that something silly but i won i love it and i like presented him with his ds and my mom i remember my mom being like wow that's so nice like you won a prize and you didn't even keep it for yourself and i was like no this was the plan from the beginning and i just remember i think about that a lot when i like do competitions and stuff i'm like i don't know you know you don't always have to like win for yourself it's good to win for yourself too but like It'd be so yeah. dumb if I won and then kept the DS when I already had a DSi. Like, that'd be rude. So I'm glad Absolutely. that I... I feel like I taught myself a really important lesson inadvertently through that victory. Wow. Yeah, for sure. And I think that um, oh, I that leads it. you to, like, analyze where your... Um, what your motivation for doing things really is. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, if yeah. you think about it, if you were trying to win that for yourself, who knows if you would have won that still. You know, because the motivation behind it wouldn't have been the same. It's true. Exactly. It's true. That's wow. That's a that's a really interesting story. I really like that one. Yeah, I think that's really cool. For sure. And how do you think that's like kind of played into you, like now, who you are as a person now? Um. Well, I definitely think that that was kind of because I was a really yeah. I was a really selfish kid, I would say. (laughs) I think that's the first thing that I can remember where I, like, was definitely doing something not for, like, my own personal gain. Like, it was completely for somebody else. And I think since then, I feel like I'm a pretty giving person. I do a bunch of leadership stuff. I'm an RA now. I feel like I give a lot more than I take, usually. Wow. Yeah, so that was, like, a, a really big turning point. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I was the youngest especially kid. Especially at so. such a young age. I was the youngest kid in my family, so... You were what? I was, I was the youngest. Like, I was the smallest in my family, so... Gotcha. You know, the greed. Yeah. The greed starts <laughs> pretty soon. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's very true. <clears throat> yeah, but that's, a that's like, a really tough thing for, um, like, younger kids to learn, you know, is that selflessness yeah. and the fact that you and your friends all did that on your own, like, they, you weren't taught that, you were just simply doing it to do something for your friend, and I think that's mm-hmm. powerful. The funny, yeah, the funny part really about cool. it, though, is that the next year, <laughs> my friend had moved away, and when the Earth Day competition oh. came around again, this time the prize was an iPod, and I really wanted an iPod, but I didn't win. And I got really mad when I didn't win. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. oh my gosh, like the, <laughs> the time that I do it for somebody else, like I win. And then when I want to do it for myself, I don't win. What is this? But also like realistically yeah. thinking about it, they weren't going to let me win twice in a yeah. row. Even if I did like the best thing ever, they weren't right. going to yeah, let no, me win exactly. twice. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> they would never let that happen. No. No matter how bad everyone else was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's super funny. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Of course. Hey. Once again, everyone, check out his podcast, Ask Your Dad. episode 19 if you want to go listen but she's such a gem and she'll be answering the prompt tell us about a time that you experienced a victory big or small that meant a lot to you and your growth so take it away (laughs) all right well um for this prompt I guess I decided to choose a victory that's happened recently um and it's a hard prompt. I mean, I'll just say that because I, I don't know. It's like you actually have to look into your life and decide right. what has been a victory. And I think sometimes, like, I just forget to reflect on that. Like, we really, mm-hmm. we really focus on the bad um, rather than the good because mm-hmm, that's, that's just true. that's how we're hardwired. Um, Absolutely. But so when I you know, about a month ago, I left Flagstaff, and, um, so I, you know, I left my, like, college town, and it was a place I always, like, Mm. dreamed of living, uh, because my dad went to college at NAU as well, so it was always kind of in our life, Mm. um, going up to Flagstaff, it was just, like, it was a big deal Mm -hmm. for me to, go to school there, live there, live that, yeah. like, childhood dream. Um, yeah. As small as it is. And so it was really hard for me to leave because I grew so attached to it. And yeah. just, you know, nerves of moving to a different state and, you know, classic, like, is this the right decision? And mm-hmm. I decided to hike... Humphreys that week um and for context I had hiked it before but I kind of wanted to do like a symbolic like hike it before I leave to say goodbye to Flagstaff yada yada like uh cheesy (laughs) but um so so I hiked it with my boyfriend and um who was nice enough to do it with me (laughs) um And he had never done it before, and um, so we were, you know, going up, and, you know, if you've ever done it, there's no need to get into details. (laughs) It's just, like, up, 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 and then you get to the top, and you enjoy it, but um, on the way up, I ran into an ex-boyfriend, and I felt so like I was already there to say goodbye to Flagstaff and then I run into my ex-boyfriend with my current boyfriend and I just felt so overwhelmed with the realization that so much has changed um in four years uh that I just feel like a completely different person than I was four years ago even two years ago and I 
was completely shocked. Like, I was just, I mean, for lack of a better word, I was so shook. I was just, like, we hadn't, <laughs> we hadn't seen each other in a while, and he walks past, and then I'm walking up with my, you know, my current boyfriend, and I just think about all the things that are so different now than they were then. And... Because, you know, the last time I hiked it was, I think, freshman year. So I was just feeling all of these emotions having to do with change and how different things yeah, are. like a full circle moment. Full circle, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and wow. then eventually I get to the top, or, or we get to the top, <laughs> and uh, there's nobody else there, and we just sit up there, and I am even more overwhelmed with emotion I am so sad to leave and I know like I'm just I was like sitting up there just bawling and I I was kind of embarrassed but thankfully no one was there (laughs) um but I kind of just let myself cry it out because I hadn't really cried about leaving or you know leaving all that I had created in Flagstaff like created as in like uh you know making friends and making like Mm -hmm. creating those bonds and having such a relationship with the town so I really felt it and I guess like on the way down I can't like I was just like you said like full circle just kind of realized like all right, I'm ready to move on. And it just, I guess it felt like a small victory to me because this is another thing I always wanted to do. I always wanted to move out of Arizona. It's not that I don't love Arizona, but... uh, Right. Yeah, but it's, you know, I just, it was always a childhood dream to live somewhere else. And um, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm finally doing that. So I guess... That was kind of my victory, or that, I don't know, I, the, the victory of being it's able, all a victory, like, yeah. All yeah, 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 I was thinking it's, it sounds like you had two really wonderful, like, victories there, like, you accomplished your childhood dream of going to NAU and living there and creating a life and creating, like, yourself there, mm-hmm. and so that right. is accomplished, and then you're also accomplishing, like, leaving that and going to something else, and I think that's really beautiful. It's, you know, yeah. it's like you're starting the yeah. cycle all over again. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's exactly, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. I. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for translating. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's, I guess it's the acceptance of something that mm-hmm. was amazing and something I'm gonna miss and just the you know the readiness to start yeah. on something else um so that was my victory right yeah mm-hmm. it's like what we've talked about before is like the gratitude you're so yeah. thankful for what has happened but you're ready to move on you know yeah yeah Anyway. And I think that's that's wonderful because a lot of people skip that part. A lot of people forget <laughs> yeah. to, to say, you know what, I'm so grateful for that and all those <laughs> things that happen. And then, like, they just skip on to the next thing. Because like it's you said, just that, we're just... the sadness of yeah, leaving. We're just hardwired that way to right. to keep moving. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, this is getting me in my feet. I know, me too. <laughs> I'm like, speechless, just, I don't know, something about, like, 
the symbolism and just everything about that story. I know. I'm like, <laughs> like, wow. Don't get me worked up here. <laughs> yeah, that's really beautiful. You guys are sweet. I feel like I was talking and I was like, maybe this is a cheesier story than I thought it was. No. <laughs> it's cheesy in the best way. I, I love cheesy things. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> and if you want to hear more of Haley, we have an episode with her, episode 19, on social justice, implicit biases, and prejudice, and kind of just all of our experiences with that. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wonderful. Brother Stewart is on the podcast. Everybody get excited. Hello, listeners of Margie yeah. and Tyrese's podcast. Good evening, everyone. I hope it finds you well. I feel honored to be on the podcast today, and I wanted to use this as my moment of victory. Just kidding. <laughs> I was, was going to speak about uh, an experience I had uh, two years ago that Maggie has heard a lot about, but I'm guessing nobody else has. So Maggie, you can just zone out. You've, you've probably heard every boring part of this story, but I wanted to talk about when I hitchhiked from Vietnam to Scotland two years ago. And the moment of victory, like the specific moment was when I crossed the border into Scotland and I saw the sign that said welcome to Scotland and I had like this burst of joy just like a cracked egg on my head it just poured all over me and I felt so damn happy and just victorious you know not that there were any losers in my victory there were no like you know there were no no downsides to it at all it was a beautiful moment and I felt like so accomplished because it had taken me nine months to hitchhike from Hanoi, um, and it was over a thousand rides, uh, about 45 countries, I think, I can't recall. You know, when someone says like 45 with that tone of voice, you just always doubt them, but I can't really remember now. <laughs> I, can't remember, I can't remember, I didn't do any prep for this, and it was two years ago. But anyway, yeah, yeah I started there in Vietnam from my friend Remy's apartment, and um, just started sticking my thumb out right away and within a couple of days I was in China and then I hitchhiked all around China and went over uh, towards the east coast and came down the east coast and then went through the Tibetan highlands and then came down into Gansu and went into Xinjiang in the desert uh, which is like this ancient part of the world where everybody you see and everybody's eyes you look into seem to be you know trapped in the past kind of there's like this ancient feel kind of feels like you fell into like a National Geographic article or something. And then I crossed the Pamir Mountains into the ex-Soviet Union and went through the stands like uh, Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan and Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan, which don't sound all that great, but man, they're great. They're gorgeous and a lot of, lot of beautiful places and views, really good food and epically friendly people. And uh, this whole time... 
I was planning to get to Scotland, but I had no idea how I was going to get there. It just seemed so far away because you might wait on the side of the road in the heat, hungry and bored, <laughs> probably a little angry that no one would pick you up. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get a ride and they take you like a mile, you know, and then you realize you have like 30,000 more miles to go. So I kept at it and months and months passed uh, of, you know, sleeping in a tent every night and drinking water out of toilets and eating like super old food <laughs> and uh, meeting meeting epic people. And uh, anyhow, I crossed the Caspian Sea and got to Azerbaijan, went through Georgia and Armenia and then crossed Turkey and got to Europe. And then I hitchhiked up to the Arctic Circle and then back down to Greece and then back up to Scotland by December. So when I finally got there, I was like, just relax. You can imagine like when you get off a long day of work and you just sit on your couch and you're just like, oh, (laughs) it was like that times a thousand. It was fantastic. And it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done. And it makes everything else seem easier. You know, like when you wake up and you just feel like there's no way you can possibly get through your day (laughs) my my thought is like that experience everybody has their own i think but my feeling of like hey it's been worse and you manage so you know think of that time it's always that time and so i bore everybody i'm around by talking about that trip too much maybe not maybe not as much as some people i don't think it's boring at all no i think that's crazy like in the best way (laughs) good thank you Thank you. Yeah, it was wicked fun. I bet you had so much time to like learn about yourself too at the time. That like, too. You're just there with your thoughts. Yeah. That too. Exactly. It's interesting to spend that much time introducing yourself because, uh, yeah, it makes you it makes you kind of uh, out there, not having anyone familiar. Like I was literally just alone, meeting brand new people every day. And so you don't have any continuity. You don't have any, um, you know, built relationships. You're basically building everything as you go. And then it, and then yeah. it disappears behind you, you know, in a cloud of dust. So, like, you do learn a lot about yourself and, like, how to... Uh, You're on your own. Yeah, be independent, I guess. Wow, that's the biggest victory I've heard all night is <laughs> nine months of hitchhiking yeah, across it just sounds an unfamiliar, like, continent. I figured you would talk about it, but I didn't know, like, if you talk about a specific moment, but that was the specific moment, was... That was the moment, like... When you got to Scotland. Yeah, this morning when you, like, sent me that prompt, I was thinking about when, um, when, uh, I made this, like, really crazy, uh, curry, like, last week, but... (laughs) (laughs) I figured, I figured maybe, like, a longer story would be better. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> lovely lovely you're just going on and on about the peppers and the ginger and oh yeah <laughs> well thank you thank you so much for sharing sharing yeah, your story this is amazing yes all right listeners of the podcast i love you all i hope you all have beautiful beautiful dreams and you too marge thank you so much for listening to this episode of our september mem series if you'd like to share a response to any of the prompts in any of the episodes dm us on twitter at freshly pod We love you all so much and have a beautiful week. Bye. Bye.